is the Cliffo and Bronte podcast. Cliffo and Bronte on the radio and the listener app, live, 6 till 9, yep. weekdays. Live right now. We're live, talking live, to, live, we live, live, live. We are live and live. Well, I was going to say I'm podcasting all the time. Oh, but my God, we're everywhere. How could, how could like, podcasting live, could it ever work? Podcasting live. Because that essentially is just radio, isn't it? I guess if we did a live show at, and re- recorded it for the podcast yeah. so we had an audience. Hey, true story, though. I was listening to someone once. They were doing this thing on the future future of podcasting. Yes. And they went along the lines of like, oh man, who knows? Like podcasts one day, like like they were talking like this was a huge vision into the future and mm. they were revolutionaries. And like, who knows? Maybe one day podcasts could be live, like live to the world. And I'm like, yeah, like like, like radio, radio. <laughs> and streaming is right now. Imagine it could be live from like yeah. I don't know, a time when people probably want to listen to things, like maybe in the morning. Like maybe we could have work. like a transmitter on a mountain and it could send it direct to people's cars. No, that's crazy talk, Clifford. Just crazy new technology Just that's been around love. for a hundred and fifty years. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, uh, we are podcasting now, so enjoy it however you want. Uh, asking the question today, how far did your pet get? Yes, yes, we want to know what what journey. Journeys, pets went on, how far, why? Mm. Uh, producer Alicia breaks down the week that was in Married at First Sight in 60 seconds. Thank God. And find out why I'm being described as a bin rat around the office. <laughs> it's offensive. Guys. And in life. Like, and just, and like, just don't, like, don't limit yourself, mate. Find out why my nearest and dearest call me a bin rat. <laughs> it's coming up on the pod. Facebook fails. Yeah, this is where I go through my Facebook memories from around 2009, 2010 and just bring some of the statuses that I posted genuinely and you have to tell me which out of the three is fake. I noticed we haven't done this for a few weeks as well. Yeah. Needed a rest, did we? Yeah, there was too much embarrassment going too on. Too cringy. Yeah. Started hating oneself. Yeah. The last one Needed we did some time off. was when we talked about... Um, I revealed that I had worked at the Brisbane Convention you Centre. Did. Convention Centre. And One right. Direction performed. And Mum called me. She's like, You never told me that because Mum's obviously obsessed with Harry Styles. That's right. Anyway. I said that was fake because I, didn't, I yeah. didn't believe that you worked at the Convention Centre. But you never mentioned that. I felt <laughs> that would have come work. up in conversation because <laughs> you don't work in general. Well, I'm going to give you three brand new statuses, Cliffo. You tell me which one I did not post on Facebook back Hit in the me, day. Mate. Starting with. Rejection hurts more than the little piece of skin next to your fingernail and you pull on it and it rips up your arm like a piece of string. Got to be false. Nothing hurts more than that. (laughs) Clearly maybe a bit of a dark time in the life of 16-year-old Bronte. Number two. If you guys think I should change my name to Brontosaurus Clangbrook, (laughs) like this status, I think that's a cool name. No, that's real. You'd you'd say that. (laughs) That's something you'd say. And number three. Just casually, excuse me, just casually sharing a lift and having chats with the boys from Munford and Sons. See, I know Mumford and Sons about the, like, how old would have you been? These statuses varied from around 2009 to 2012. And that, I know that was the time Mumford and Sons were huge. Little line man. And they did a lot of touring and stuff. I interviewed them at that time. Oh, flex, all right. <laughs> I feel like, but would you have shared a, a lift with them? Maybe through the entertainment centre work or the mm, convention centre. Or work. maybe I'm just throwing in another celeb one to throw you off. 
I feel like that might be the fake one. I feel like the like the cuticle rejection yeah. thing you probably said. The brontosaurus thing seems like something you would say. I don't reckon you shared a vehicle with Marcus Mumford and his sons. Uh, the fake one is rejection hurts more than the little yeah. piece of skin. I did not say that. I wasn't that deep. Someone commented that to me. Clearly, maybe I had rejected Yeah. That. But, yeah, I did. I shared a lift with it. It was when I started at, um, started in radio and I was a receptionist and the boys were coming up and Little Lion Man was playing on the lift and they were like, did you did you time this? so that?" And I was like... Oh, the lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you said a lift. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought it was no, no. like a car the, and a, the, a drive. and The restraining order definitely does not allow me to yeah, share a car with confidence. Yeah, that's within inside. 100 metres. It's not allowed. <laughs> Alpha Bucks back one time this week. Your Friday edition, so tomorrow, Friday the 17th of Feb, playing after 8am, Langers. And to get you that 1000 bucks just in time for the weekend, you might as well know what letter it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I, I for everyone's favourite social media app, well, maybe actually not anymore, but back in the day it was... Facebook, Instagram. Instagram. How do you spell Facebook? With an, a silent eye in the front. <laughs> um, so Instagram is your free clue and I is your free letter for tomorrow's Alpha Bucks with Cliffo and Bronte on hit. There is a little dog who has caused quite a stir for his owner when he decided that he was going to take a little trip uh, and not invite her, which I can imagine is very upsetting. Uh, Ralph, the Cavoodle, he and his owner were Cavalier out for a walk. Cavalier Poodle, hmm? Cavalier Poodle isn't it? Cavalier Poodle. God, I don't know. They look like well, little they teddy look like. bears. That'd be, that'd be a cute dog. Mate, look at this dog. Look at Ralph. Oh, aren't they good? He looks like a little teddy bear. Uh, Yeah, King Charles Cavalier uh, Poodle. And so uh, Ralph and his owner, Georgia, were out for a walk. Uh, They live in Wales over in the UK. And they had gotten to a dog park and Georgia, the owner, started talking to another dog owner. And because they were in the dog park, Ralph was off the lead. And all of a sudden, she looked around and he was gone. Oh. (gasps) Ralph's done the Barney. Yeah. He's just taken off. Taken off. And she had no I would no too if idea. I lived in Wales. It was horrible <laughs> and cold. <laughs> yeah, true. It's winter there at the moment. Yeah. Well, Ralph literally had that idea to uh, get as far away from Wales as possible because turns out he travelled 161 kilometres to the airport. <laughs> he really did want to get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, he didn't walk there. He ended up jumping in a taxi that was near the dog park and the taxi driver was like, yeah, come on, and took Ralph yeah. on, a dr- on a trip to it the airport. It was a real thing when Ralph couldn't pay the fare. Yeah, yeah, he was like, you mate. That's when he started it's looking for the owner. Rando for the taxi driver well, to just drive Ralph 160 k. So what he said, so the taxi driver was picking up a family and taking them to the airport. When right. Ralph jumped in, Ralph didn't have any identification on his collar or anything. Oh, so he was doing the right thing. Yes. He's like, oh, I'll get this family there. Yep. Then we'll sort out this mess with Ralph. Two later. birds. Yeah. Get the family. Let's find Ralph's owner, which... He did. He managed to find um, the owner, what's her name, Georgia, Georgia, when she posted on Facebook. It all worked out for the best. But what we wanted to know on 131060, how far did your pet get? How far did your pet get? Yeah. 
I've heard stories like this before mm. of dogs mainly. Yes. But cats as well. Yeah, producer Alicia uh-huh. said her Ooh. cat, what was at least five days your cat was five away? Five months. Five months? We moved house Jesus. and he uh, got out and disappeared and we just assumed he was dead and five months later he was waiting on the doorstep for us. So I've heard, you might know about this leash because you're our resident crazy cat lady, but I have heard before with cats, mm. move like five metres or move like five kilometres. Like really? if you if you move within like say a few blocks of your house or whatever, the cat's just gonna go straight back I to where it's come see, from because it I thinks see. it's time. Yeah, right. you're supposed to keep it indoors for a certain amount of time so it gets used to the new house. Uh-huh. We did that with Taco when we moved house because we moved within the same suburb. And Taco's your third uh, child, Taco's right? our third child. He's the furry one <laughs> that we adopted from the RSPCA because um, we moved within the same suburb. Yeah, right. So we kept him locked inside for two weeks before we finally let him outside. Let and him, by yeah. then he was like, okay, cool. I, I know like, this place. I, I like the smells around here. This family feeds me. They can stick around. I'll I guess stick I'll hang around. around. Well, if your pet was gone for a certain amount of time or you know that they travelled like hundreds of kilometres, we want to know, 13, 10, 60, mm-hmm. how far did your pet get? Wouldn't it be great to, like, wouldn't it be great if you could have a conversation? Like, I know. What hey, did Ralph, you see? What did you see, buddy? Yeah. Tell us about your trip. He just went to the airport, so he probably just saw a lot of people with luggage looking very stressed. And- very upset he couldn't get on a plane. <laughs> He was very keen to get to Ibiza. Of course, from Wales. Chelsea's dog got eight kilometres away from home, but Chelsea on 131060, tell us the whole story. So we had a boxer dog and she would always be in in and out of the vet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she ran away one day. We couldn't find her anywhere. And then we got a phone call from the vet and she was just sitting at the front door of the vet. Oh, my God, the one dog in the world that would seek out the vet. I was going to say. Yes. Because dogs are usually, the like, when we've taken dogs to the vet, usually they're pulling away because they're, like, not going in there again. Yeah, running in the opposite direction. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Maybe, do you think, Chelsea, maybe the dog got lost and then was just like, oh, I do recognise this place and I went honestly, there? I honestly think they always used to give her treats and love her, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's the dog that liked the vet. Dog after my own heart. Eight kilometres is pretty yeah. good, Chelsea. Mm. Thanks for the story, mate. Yeah, that's all right. See ya. See ya, buddy. 13, 10, 60. Zoe's next. How far did your pet get? Uh, not 100% sure. We don't actually know where she went to, but we're thinking she went about five or six Ks. All right. That's yeah, what impressive effort. What pet are we talking about? Uh, pig. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Like the mind went to a dog. <sighs> so how did you get the pig back? Like did the pig have a collar or like do they microchip pigs? No, she came back. We thought she'd been oh. killed by wild dogs. I went searching oh. for her for weeks. Mm. Yeah. Um, we had reports that there were wild dogs in the area around the time she went missing, so we sort of made our peace with the fact that she'd been yeah. killed. Yeah. Um, and then I was at work one day and my mum called and said, you wouldn't believe he's just walked back into the yard. <sighs> wow. I want a pet pig. We had a babe, guys. Oh. We got a babe. It's 13, 10, 60. Kelly's next. Kelly, how far did your pet get? Uh, over 450Ks. Holy. 400. Oh, I mean, that's a jump. We've gone from 8Ks, 5Ks, 450Ks. 450. What pet was it and how did they get so far? <laughs> It was just a yellow tabby cat mm. that I'd had for years, and I called him Horse. Good name. <laughs> and, then, 
and the next door neighbour had friends down and uh, for holidays. Mm. And um, when they went home, my cat went missing. And oh. later on, the next door neighbour told me that um, the kids had taken it. Oh, oh my oh. God, that's all. So they must have rang her and told her when they got home. So that yeah, it was a year and a half later, my cat was home at the door. Wait. So the host fam, the a family took your cat, but then a year and a a year and a half later, they finally were like, "By the way, here's your cat. We took it a year and a half ago." Or do you feel like the cat walked back? No, the cat walked home. His paws were buggered. Oh my! Whoa! And cats get a reputation for being jerks. Oh, like that's a that's a good cat. Wow. Good uh, Matthew, we're gonna end on you, Matthew. How far did your pet get? Townsville to Mackay, mate. Townsville to Mackay. Holy. So was living in Townsville, went to Mackay. Yep, went missing for four years. Yeah. And then um, a lady enticed it by food, obviously, Mm. and um, finally became friends with it and then took it to the vet and the microchip and her my phone number. Wow. So you got your cat back. So your cat came back. Had she been like hardened from her four years living out on the streets and was she a bit difficult to, to tame <laughs> yeah, again? Tattoos, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bandanas, Smokes again. Joined, joined a gang. Producer Alicia's Maps in a Minute. I really have not gotten on the maths bandwagon and my mum checks in with me every single day to be like, did you watch last night's episode? No, mm. I haven't. I don't know why. I don't feel like you have to watch maths. No, you're no. saving yourself for the best rap of the week. Enjoy exactly. It. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, we challenge producer Alicia to surmise an entire week of Married at First Sight. Oh, that's a tough gig. In 60 seconds. Yeah, I have to do however many hours of viewing just for the 60 seconds on the radio. <laughs> we appreciate you it. say you have to do it like you wouldn't be doing it anyway. <laughs> We know what's going on. So um, 60 seconds. So this is episodes from Sunday to last night. Yes, correct. Four nights of episodes. <laughs> Some Summarise in 60 seconds. Did you test yourself again? Like I did test it? myself. What are you coming in at? A minute and two seconds. Oh, well. You'll be under, I reckon, because you always get on air and you're real. I don't think you even know you're doing it, but you speed yeah, up. Yeah, it's the, it's, the, it's the countdown. It makes yes, me panic. Yes, yes. I might, yeah, I'm going to take my headphones off. Yeah, that's a good so idea. Yeah, take your headphones off. Yeah. <laughs> Just relax. Just tell us about yeah. this crazy show. <laughs> but by God, if you go over 60 seconds. We will. <laughs> You'll know about it, man. Right. A trap door opens up and you fall in. Let's do it. Okay, 60 seconds on the clock. The last week of Married at First Sight in one minute. Leash, your time starts now. We start the week off with a dramatic commitment ceremony where John calls out Harrison and Shannon and says he wouldn't have put them in the experiment if they were seeing people on the outside. But Harrison can't see what he's doing wrong. Linda reveals that there was some truth in the flirting allegations between Claire and Adam, but Jesse also ultimately sees his own toxic behaviour and apologises, and no couples leave the experiment. Mm. The next day, Bronte is confused at Harrison's decision to write leave after he texts her to say he isn't going anywhere, which he claims is different to I'm not leaving. Intimacy week is in full swing as Alessandra holds workshops for the grooms and the brides and challenges the grooms to plan a date for their wives. Bronte rejects Harrison's offer at a date and he ends up taking a framed picture of them at their wedding in a very awkward viewing experience. Jesse and Claire bond over homemade bowling and Alicia and Duncan finally seal the deal. Mm. Intimacy week proves too much for Josh and, Josh and Melissa, and Melissa says he's not man enough for her. Shannon reveals to Caitlin he's not attracted to her, and maybe if she'd blown him away at the altar, he wouldn't have reached back out to his ex. <gasps> the dinner party was explosive as it's revealed that Dan had gone out on the weekend and taken a girl's number. There's a lot going on, guys. She's done well in 60 seconds. A lot of, um, like, 
Sounds like a lot of cheating allegations. In the there's a little, couples. yeah, there's a bit of that going on. So I didn't get to the end of it, but uh, at the commitment, no, sorry, the dinner party last night, Dan uh, was accused of taking a girl's number on a night out. But Harrison secretly reveals to the camera that it was actually him, but he's going to let Dan take the fall. This Harrison guy. <laughs> this Har- but I he's- tell you what's true. This, this, the amount of like people seeing other people in the outside world on maths this mm. year is huge. And then Harrison gets pulled up for it by the sounds of what you said there. Mm. Yeah. And he's just like, well, I don't see the problem. Yeah, he basically said, oh, the last time I saw her was the day before my wedding, so I don't know why that's a problem. <laughs> Are these people supposed to be going on this show because they can't meet in people in real exactly. life? They're going on this show because they want Instagram followers. What? <laughs> <laughs> It is a marriage with a twist, people giving us the opportunity, giving you, because you are actually a marriage celebrant, mm, to make them, what's this, married. Yeah, married. Connected for life. Connected Legally. for life. Legally. <laughs> Under the eyes of the law. This is why I'm not doing it, because the ceremony yeah. would not go I was going to say, well. that is the worst explanation of a marriage ceremony <laughs> I've, I've ever heard, but we'll go with it. We are we'll meeting couples all this week. We are. People who have entered at hit.com.au you for our leap of faith and this morning we are meeting Brooke and Adam they join us right now good morning good morning good morning hey guys this is weird it's a bit like marriage inception because you guys are, are not married you guys are applying for this competition but someone else very very close to you Brooke is getting married soon that's exactly right who is it what's the story that is our daughter <laughs> daughter yeah so she got engaged um on the 28th of December Oh. Okay, so you're in wedding planning mode for her. I mean, is there is there part of you deep down, Brooke, who wants to beat her to the punch? <laughs> oh, of course. There's always the mother-daughter rivalry. Of course. And so why, Adam, have you and Brooke not gotten married already? How long have you been together? Um, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Sort of been doing other stuff and can't really afford it right now, but yeah. uh, I don't know, and Katie stole our thunder too, so. <laughs> yeah, you do. stole your thunder. Uh, tell us about the proposal on the beach, Adam, because I hear it was a pretty emotional one. Oh, it was pretty windy, so a bit of sand and that got in my eye. That's <laughs> oh, right. It was beautiful. I like, just went for a walk on the beach and I tripped over, so I was down on one knee and thought I'd propose and yeah, it was the best day ever. I think our groom yesterday said the same thing. Yeah, all these clumsy <laughs> men out there. Clumsy men tripping over. Know, right? Happen to have diamond rings in their pockets. How, yeah, good good timing. Beach, actually. So you consider yourself pretty lucky people. Are you, you know, happy-go-lucky? Do you like to do things that are a bit adventurous? Because that's obviously what we're looking for. We, um, we're we very spontaneous and love to just do random things. So entering the competition was very spontaneous for us, but that what we are. We just love to have fun and We're do different out there. <laughs> nice. You got, you got a Facebook page as well too that's sort of like along those lines. Yeah, we sure do. So we started that in January this year called Dumb Think and Just Do on that adventure because we're sick of just thinking about things and just want to get out there and do it. So I love, love that so much. Everybody as well. All right. Oh, fun. Well, Brooke and clumsy Adam, all these yeah, blokes tripping over on these boys. beaches, finding know, right? diamond rings, and then they're <laughs> stuck for the rest of their lives. Um, you guys, uh, the fourth couple we've got to know uh, for Leap of Faith. Great to chat this morning and good luck, all right? Thank awesome. you so Thanks much. Can you beat Bronte? to ask you some questions. 150 bucks. But you got to have the smarts. Yesterday, she had smarted a med student. Yes. 
Yeah. Although the, the question that was medical related, you got wrong and he nailed. Yeah, but still, I still would like to be referred to as Dr. Bronte from now on. Uh, I was thinking Professor Bronte <laughs> if you take out today. Okay. Uh, Jason's here, uh, father of how many girls, Jason? Uh, three girls, mate. And there'll be no pr- uh, professor if she wins today, mate. And it won't be a, a doctor either, so there you go. We're going to bring her down a peg! Hello, Jason! <laughs> Jason! Oh, I'm fueled up now. Jason's Fired used up. to back-chatting girls, Bronte, is, by the sound is. of it. So, um, But you say if you win the money, you're going to take the girls out for a nice day, like a daddy-daughter date, mate. So that'll be yeah, lovely. Yeah, we'll do something on the weekend, so Cute. we'll see how we go, eh? Well, too bad you're not going to be able to do Bronte it. Bronte wants to rob the girls of that. Yeah. Horrible. Uh, Bronte's going to jump in the soundproof booth right now. And I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock, Jason. Okay, she's out. You good to go? Uh, good to go, mate. Far away. 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. Jason, who created the character Peter Rabbit? Uh, pass. What kind of golf club is usually used on the green? Putter. In Toy Story, who was Woody and Buzz Lightyear's owner? Uh, Passed. What is the word for someone who can speak two languages? Passed. By landmass, what is the largest country in the world? Uh, United States. Who created the character Beatrice? uh, Peter Rabbit, I meant to say. I sort of gave away the answer. Uh, Roald Dahl. Out of time. Andy would have been the other one, too, from Toy Story. Ah, you got there. <laughs> oh, who knows? Leach uh, might always, be generous. Always, and... always the pressure of the radio. I think she's got me today. Mello. We'll find out. She's smiling <laughs> at that comment. Yeah, that's what I heard Jason coming back means, in. Um, he went really well and you're going down. Yeah, that's, that's reverse psychology. Totally meant to As say. a doctor, I know all about that. <laughs> 30 seconds okay. on the clock. Time starts now. Who created the character Peter Rabbit? I don't know. What kind of golf club is usually used on a green? A putt. In Toy Story, what was Woody and Buzz Lightyear's owner's name? Andy. What is the word for someone who can speak two languages? Bilingual. By landmass, what is the largest country in the world? Russia. Who created the character Peter Rabbit? Mm, it's a woman. It is a woman. What's her name? Mrs. Rabbit. What, like Peter's mum? Yes. No, it wasn't, it wasn't Peter's mum. Well, originally, how was Peter born? It would have involved a Mrs. Rabbit. Oh, you got me there, Doc. <laughs> Leash. Uh, it was Beatrix Potter ah. who created Peter Rabbit. Both of you passed on that one. That's a toughie. Uh, Potter is usually used on a green. Both of you got that one correct. Andy was Woody and Buzz's owner. Bronte got that one correct. Jason did get it correct, but he was late on it, so... Um, someone who can speak two languages is bilingual. Bronte got that one correct. Jason passed. And the largest country in the world is Russia, which Jason said the US, but Bronte got correct. Ring a ding. Uh, Adam. No good, mate. The doctor took you to task, mate. I'll, uh, pres- uh, uh, well, I'll- well, well, well done, mate. Well done. I'll prescribe some um, ointment for that burn. Oh, Jason! Oh! Snap! <laughs> Just take a Sorry, teaspoon Jason. of concrete and harden up, Chase. <laughs> That's what the doctor says. Doctor's orders.
Langers, there's some things in life that you shouldn't, as a human, stare at. Like, you shouldn't look at these things. Yeah. But your eye is drawn to them Mm. like a fly to the light at the stadium. I'm so glad that you're listening to those meetings that HR have had. Thank you. Well, I was going to, as an example, I was going to say a woman's breast, like like cleavage. (laughs) Oh, God, mate. Cleavage would be one of them. You know what I mean? No matter who you are. Sure. Like, the eyes are drawn to a nice cleavage. But it's it's not appropriate if you get caught uh, like ogling. It's mm. it's not cool, right? Mm. These things exist in life all over the place, and there's a new one to add to the list. Okay, other people's rubbish at the dump. Now I feel like as humans, when we are dumping the dump, I go to has like a conveyor belt. Uh huh. And I was doing a run yesterday afternoon, throwing some stuff on the the rubbish tip the conveyor belt thing. And our our eyes are drawn to the people around us who are also dumping stuff because you're like, what are they throwing out? Yeah. What have they got? That's good. And I can confirm the trailer next to me yesterday had, there was three things that I noticed until I got caught. The cover of a Dan Brown novel with no Dan Brown in it. Just the cover. (laughs) Just the paper wraparound. A St. George Dragons shopping bag. Oh, no. And three out-of-date rat tests. And I will admit, I was crossing the line when I picked up the rat test. Yeah, that was the... And checked the the dates. They were out of date. This is Queensland's Price is Right. Yeah, who needs to go shopping, like, and buy new stuff when there's some amazing secondhand things being uh, flogged on Marketplace? That's what Macklemore says. (laughs) I finally get the song now. Yeah. My mic was off. You're back, you're here. Hello. Um, So this is where you (laughs) find items that are for sale on your Facebook Marketplace. Marketplace, Gumtree, wherever you can find secondhand things. Yep. They're all in Uh, Queensland. Yeah, all in Queensland. I tell you about them, show you the picture. You have to guess how much this person thinks this is worth. Yep. Some people severely overestimate how much things are worth. And sometimes those people are us. We were a bit off last week. (laughs) We didn't have a good one. What's our scorecard look like? You're both on Two. So, all right. Up the ante a little bit, guys. Come okay. on. I believe in you both. Let's do it. First item Norm from Brisbane. G'day, Norm. Is selling this Doc Martin DVD set. I love Doc Martin. Series one to four. Doc Martin? Doc Martin is a. Uh, I know he's a the rural, shoes. He's a, no, no, no. <laughs> he's a, it's a TV series. He's a like a country doctor in Wales. Second and time we've spoken about Wales, Wales today. Wales has had a lot of love on the yeah. show today. How many seasons has he got there? Like? He's got four seasons. So seasons one to four, as new, he says. So we probably not watch them, you know. Doc I don't Martin. know. Norm sounds like the series. kind of guy that would have given the Doc Martin DVDs I a agree. workout. I think he watches Docs while wearing Docs. I'm going 20 bucks. I'm going 25. Ooh, tight race. <laughs> Norm is selling Doc Martin series one to four for $30. Yeah, It is best of three, so Bronzy's got a chance to come back. It's a good show. Got a chance to come back. (laughs) All right, Riley from Townsville is selling this horror painting. It is quite horrific. It's three big eyes sort of in a triangle with a black eel octopus background I don't know right, whatever it is it's disgusting it seems like something, something out of a nightmare out of a nightmare or an episode of Stranger Things yeah maybe. it is a little bit like or that even did you remember watching the show Are Real Monsters yes. growing up isn't there a monster with those eyes with three eyes maybe, maybe. there you go uh, okay. was she did paint it herself but now she wants to get rid of it so oh, wow. she, it's probably haunting classic, her dreams wasn't it Are Real Monsters 
Oh, I don't know. If that's looking at you at night, you're going to be pretty, you know. Oh. But she did paint it herself, so you never know. Maybe she thinks it's worth something. I have is, that, is that a hint here? I just gave yeah, you? I know. Mm-hmm. I agree. You go. I put a hundo. Oh, hundred bucks. I think I'm really going to offend her because oh, I put $45. Oh, Riley is selling it for a clean $100. Oh, Clifford got it on oh the mark. Oh, God. <laughs> So oh. Clifford's officially won this game. Do you want a third one for yeah, fun? Of yeah. course I what want a, a third what one. What a useless skill I have. <laughs> like, what a what a stupid thing I can't use for anything else other than this segment once a week that oh. I can guess the price of secondhand stuff you know, in Queensland. That's well. why we do it, to shine a light on these pointless skills. Yeah. All right, All right. Jake from Youngerborough is selling this sharp electronic printing calculator. <gasps> Beautiful that's part of the so world. Very retro. Ooh. Very retro. And it comes in its original box. So it's like one of those calculators, you know, you type in the number and then it prints out a little, yeah. I don't know, a receipt or something. Yeah. I'm not I sure. feel like Jake doesn't need a lot of money because he's already won the lotto he living did say in Younger Bar, the most yeah, beautiful it. spot in Queensland. He did I say that it's it. untested, so who knows if it works or not, but he said he's selling it as it is. I think we'll so. go in a museum. Yeah, I think mm. it's pretty cool. I'm going 65. I'm going 75. Jake is selling it for 20 bucks. Yay! <laughs> At least you got one point, Bronte. No, Jeff doesn't eat it. It's Jake. a Younger Bar. He's happy. Yeah. I reckon up the ante. Yeah, Jake, you're selling some on, short, brother. <laughs> I'm having to, like, keep up my fluid consumption this morning because uh, part of my 30 before 30, which we finished a couple of weeks ago, for the first time I donated plasma. Mm. at um, Lifeblood. Good one. Yeah. That was one of the good ones. That was, that was one of the early good one. ones. Yeah, one of the first things that I ticked off the list because I thought that I couldn't get it done after I had a tattoo or something, but turns out you can. Um, and so that was the first time I did it. So mm. that was early January. And I came on the show and I was like... It was like six weeks ago. Yeah. Got that flute in it. Didn't it? And I was like, okay, yes, I'm definitely going to do that again at some point over the next couple of months. Um, I really enjoyed it. The team at Lifeblood was incredible. Um, but I was kind of like, I'm just going to, you know, when yeah, the I'm time comes up, yeah, I'll, I'll think about doing it. But I, um, I've kind of been <laughs> swindled by lifeblood, and I've uh, I've got an appointment today. Good, good move, guys. <laughs> like if you're gonna swindle anyone to anything, yeah. like making a plasma saving, like a life saving plasma donation, good thing to be swindled into. That's why I'm happy to be swindled. And I'll say, maybe not swindled. They're holding something of mine hostage because when I went there. To donate originally, I took a jumper because everyone said that you get quite you cold. You do get cold. And it's cold in the room because I've got to keep everything at a Hospitals temperature. Hospitals are cold. Exactly. So I took my cardigan with me and accidentally left it there and they called me straight away and they were like, do you want to come get it now? And I was like, no, I'll come tomorrow. And as we said, tomorrow six never weeks comes, yeah. later. And so I got a call from Ben at Lifeblood being like, hey, um, you still haven't come collect your cardigan. I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll come right now. I was at work. And he's like, well, why don't we just, why don't we just, well, we just book, book it you in? in? Hey, <laughs> well, I've got you. We've got some spots open. Why don't we just book you in? Like, yeah, all right, Ben. You can have more of my plasma. I'm very impressed. But, um, yeah. All I'm going to say is keep an eye on your car keys. (laughs) (laughs) That was the Cliffo and Bronte podcast.